ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two. This is the Breaking Barriers Podcast, the conversation about changing the narrative for boys and young men of color in Western New York. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Breaking Barriers Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Robertson. I'm joined here today with my co-host, Dwayne Sawyer. What's good, y'all? What's good? And today we have our one and only, Annabelle Solar. He's the Associate Superintendent here at Buffalo Public Schools. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for the introduction, Dwayne. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the conversation today. And uh, it's uh, we have a saying in Buffalo, uh, teamwork makes the dream work. So although you see me, there's a lot of people doing this work uh, across the organization. Of course, of course. Today, we are going to talk about you, you in general. We just want to know <laughs> What's up? I mean, you've you've been killing it for real. Been shaking since you know <laughs> since you stepped up. You know, you have been traveling, advocating nonstop for boys of men of color in Buffalo, and just been an outright activist with the Latino heritage, and it's just been a lot. So, tell us about yourself and how everything is going for you. Um, well, so you know, the the work is me. Um, so I'm a reflection of the. The individuals who we try to help and, and advocate for. So it, it's just a part of my lifestyle. You know, I'm a big believer that this isn't like a strategy or an initiative. This is a movement. Mm-hmm. You either got to be a part of this work and always kind of have that lens. Mm-hmm. You got to always gotta think about um, what does that mean for Latino boys? What does that mean for African-American boys? You know, I'm a father of an African-American young man. So for me, this is like making sure that that voice and that lens is constant, not only in my own home, but also uh, in the work that I do. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, I'm a man of faith too, so I believe there's some good favors, some blessings on top of that, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, some great opportunities. I got to Buffalo four years ago in 2016 as a principal, and you know, just been really highly favored and, and blessed to kind of do the work at the building level, and then also now move up to the district level and and just be that advocate, be that voice, making sure that uh, whatever we do as a system, we continue to have that that equity lens, that justice lens, that mm-hmm. social justice. You know, making sure that we're putting programs in place to give all of our all of our students, but particularly our young men of color, options that we typically know wouldn't exist if it wasn't for some of the resources that schools can right. can bring to it. And, you know, it's always really easy to do this work when you find uh, various individuals in the community like Say Yes, Breaking Barriers that are already doing that work. And you can just kind of jump on their back and kind of, you know, you know, mm. Con- contribute to that work and and keep pushing that work across. Of course, of course, you're doing a great job. So, how did you even get started in education? So, uh, funny story. I was an art teacher. Most people don't know that, but wow, I started I out as an art teacher. <laughs> so, uh, I went to Damon College, which is I went on a basketball scholarship and uh, okay. played ball at Damon. And um, you know, I was like, Yo, I got to do something. I can, you know, I ain't, I ain't going to the pro. I'm not going to be the next Felipe Lopez. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I got to figure out what I'm gonna do. And I, I uh, grew up in the city of Rochester as a graffiti artist and so I used to love graffiti and so I was like listen I love art I love the youth. I think I give back. And you know, at the time, same conversations we have now with, with individuals like you said, Dwayne, about coming back to the community and working with them. You know, that was mm-hmm. instilled in me to making sure as a Latino male, I'd come back to the city that I was in and be back. So I was like, you know what? Art, I like kids. You know, I'm going to put these together. And, and I became an art major with an emphasis on education. And I got my teaching degree at uh, Damon. Mm-hmm. And then I started my teaching career in Rochester. So it was real cool. That's real dope. So... I've seen recently you were in Louisville, Kentucky for the Council of Great City School Session. Tell us about that experience and what did you take back and bring back to the city so you can help re-renovate 
our newly found ways. Yeah, so Council Great City Schools, if you don't know, um, and maybe the, many of the listeners don't know, it is the uh, conference or the venue where the 75 largest city school districts across the country get together. So Buffalo is one of those uh, communities. Buffalo Public Schools is one of those communities. But you have folks like Rochester uh, qualifying that, but you have you know larges like New York City, mm-hmm. LA Unified, Oakland, all those communities there. So we were all there and uh, we had the uh, privilege to uh, present. And so I was presenting on the our work around um, MBK, our My Brother's Keeper initiative mm-hmm. for, for the Buffalo Public Schools, but also really highlighting the fact that our model is a little different here in Buffalo, that we have kind of this triad model where it's Buffalo Public Schools, we have the Say Yes, the, the Boys and Young Men of Color initiative, and then the city of Buffalo plays a portion of this role with summer youth employment and trying to increase the, the that piece. So I went down there, kind of showed them what we were doing in the program mm-hmm. and uh, got great feedback. And what I learned was this is a, a national problem. You know, there right. are communities that, that have that, 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 that need that work. And um, so we, we presented with Shelby County, which is down downstate. And then uh, we also presented uh, with uh, Jefferson County. Mm-hmm. So we were able to share stories and they're, and they're all, Going up for the same challenge, trying to figure out what can we do to address gaps, opportunity gaps uh, for our young men of, of color and what kind of programming is being done across the country. So we, we got to share that, got some good ideas and, you know, keep going. Right. So Annabelle, you mentioned the MBK work here in Buffalo. Can you talk about uh, talk a little bit about what that looks like within the Buffalo Public Schools? Yeah. So uh, within the Buffalo Public Schools, the MBK work is kind of has a couple of silos uh, that together cumulatively kind of form our work. So we have uh, in the past we've done our Male Academy, which is kind of our one of our major tenants of MBK. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is run by Dr. Morell. She does a lot of great work in our middle school programming with our seventh and eighth graders across uh, many of our schools. She does a Saturday component called Our Story, which is around the high school students, um, making sure that they have access to this uh, culturally, linguistically relevant programming uh, where they can see themselves. She's done some great trips. She took them down to Alabama last year to see the uh, historic museum they have there around the lynching, the story of lynching. They're really powerful, really powerful to see uh, feedback. And, you know, they went and visited uh, the bridge. uh, I think it's the Edmund Pettus Bridge. And they did some college tours as well. So she does a really good job of programming, giving them access to folks uh, here uh, within the community who come from, uh, you know, communities of color. The other component we do is we do some mentoring as well. We do that mainly in our fifth and sixth grade. Uh, that is run by Dr. Tanja Williams in mm-hmm. our Office of Student Support. She's a associate superintendent for our student support services, and she does work with uh, mentoring. Um, and then we do some other things like uh, we do some... You know, our initiative is Cradle to Career for New York State Education Department. So we do some workshops like what to expect when expecting, helping parents raise right. uh, good, healthy young boys of color, uh, you know, and making sure we're giving them strategies. We go through attacks, giving them the basics. Um, you know, Ron Ferguson does a lot of work around, you know, exposing kids to vocabulary, numbers, mm-hmm. reading, um, cuddling with your kid, you know, right. holding them. We've also tried to build in some programming like Nurturing Fathers and try to fund some of that work to expand it as well. Um, and then in terms of the career and the college readiness, we had a partnership uh, which just finished with Medgar Evers College where we would have uh, our students take college courses at high school. And then Medgar Evers, which is a historically black college that most people don't know about in New York, mm-hmm. they would send their student teachers to Buffalo to kind of bridge that gap and, and give them access. And we wanted our young men 
and our students to see teachers of color. And so we've done some of that work. And then the other thing we did is we paid this past year, 40 kids we paid for for Mayor Summer Youth. Wow. So we guaranteed 40 students the opportunity, young men of color, to participate in Mayor Summer Youth without impacting the numbers of the rest of the kids that were in Mayor Summer Youth. And this year, we are uh, submitting another grant for MBK Challenge Grant to try to expand that to 80, at least get to, to double that number. And that's really cool because you think about it, they get swamped with applications. Mm-hmm. And then the, the goal is like, look, we're not going to compete. We're not going to take any of those seats away. Right. But, but in turn, we want to make sure you guarantee that our young men of color have true working experiences over the summer, get paid, and, and they loved it. So. That's real dope. Man, that's, it's always great and uh, to hear about all the incredible work that Buffalo Public Schools is doing for our students and in, in this community. A lot of times we always hear about the great work, but we ne- never actually hear about the backstory behind it and one of the, the individuals that are actually helping to actually lead the work. Um, you know, I know prior to uh, your appointment to associate superintendent that you were the principal over at North Park mm-hmm. and I was just, can you just kind of give our listeners just a little insight on how you actually got to where you are now because a lot of times uh, we see the success but we never hear the backstory. Sure. Uh, so I was a principal at North Park. Uh, it was North Park Middle Academy at the time and so uh, coming into the building you know I was um, I saw a need in that community and mm-hmm. so really worked hard to become what was called a community school or part of our community school initiatives and so you know advocated with uh, my associate superintendent at the time and Dr. Mauricio was here uh, and he was running the community schools effort and so we were able to kind of get earmarked and kind of uh, begin that conversation. Um, during that time you know I, I'm a firm believer that you can't do none of, the, none of this work alone so right. forming partnerships and so one of the early partnerships that we formed was with the farmers market and so what we tried to do was bring the farmers market to a school community mm-hmm. uh, we brought the 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 farmers market was operating on our campus which was pretty unheard of um, to have a, a true farmers market running in a school mm-hmm. and um, you know you know being able to do some of those things you know start to catch the eye of folks and say hey you know we, we may have some talent here and so you know dr. Mauricio you know um, you know I would say Every, the the real story is that as men of color, we we always have to come back and look at others and find ways to bring each other up. And so, Dr. Mauricio did a portion of that, and he, you know, uh, guided me. He gave me some advice. He mentored me and made sure that when and I didn't know this, and I don't think he knew this, but if he ever did leave the district, he wanted to make sure that he would create a pathway for an opportunity for someone to be considered. We need obviously, that succession planning. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Key succession planning. So, you know, obviously he, you know, couldn't guarantee me the opportunity, but he could, could guarantee me that he'd give me a good reference and a good recommendation. Right. And so we did that. And then, you know, fast forward to now, we have a really successful North Park Community School that we restarted with grades and... Awesome you know, school, by the way. <laughs> my, my, my daughter goes there, so yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, uh, so now we restarted the school and you know, under the superintendent's leadership, uh, we've really done a lot of good work with our community schools. And, you know, he, he is he is uh, focused on attacking some of these injustices. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the men of color work fits right into that work. That's awesome. That's awesome. So recently, BPS and its partners were able to host a community school summit at West Hurdle Academy. And I saw that it was very, very important to have it here in Buffalo. Can you explain why? Yeah. So most people don't know much about community schools. There's a kind of mm-hmm. like a lot of... Uh, 
Uh, it's probably a bad terminology, but a lot of bootleg type nah. of approaches. I feel you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's probably my uh, no, nah, man. We have real talking about <laughs> it. Really, you can call yeah, it what yeah, it is. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, one of the things that I noticed was like, you know, outside of New York City, no one really talked about community schools. New mm-hmm. York City has the largest uh, effort of community schools, and they do some really great work out there in, in New York City. And so, when the opportunity came about to say, "Hi, hey, how do we either partner with someone to help highlight this work?" the the New York State Education Department launched these technical assistance centers and, and Binghamton was one of them. And so I, I immediately called, got on the phone and said, Hey, you got to see what we're doing here in Buffalo. And, uh, you know, um, you know, one advice I'd give anybody who's listening is you got to be proactive in some of this work because no one's going to tell your story unless you're not out there telling your own. And so I reached out and said, Hey, we, we want to, have you come out and visit? She did. The director, Liz, came out and she fell in love with it, Liz Anderson. And then she said, hey, we would love to highlight you guys and feature you guys. Would you be willing to be our our partner, be a summit host? And, you know, absolutely. I went to the superintendent and said, he said, yeah, let's do it. And so we, we wanted to bring everyone here. Yeah. You know, we have 21 community schools, second largest effort that I'm aware of across the state of New York. Wow. Um, and our model is very unique. We have Saturday academies. We have mm-hmm. parent centers. We have adult education. We have evening courses occurring. Um, Legal clinics. I mean, we're doing all kinds of stuff with our partners at Say Yes, mm-hmm. uh, which is also a, a unique piece. Most people don't have a strategic partner that is as comprehensive as Say Yes. So you're actually involved in two of the largest initiatives that kind of fall under Buffalo Public Schools that are also connected to the work that Say Yes is Buffalo mm-hmm. and a ton of partnerships that we have with different organizations. I'm expecting an office in the new building. Just to let me <laughs> put that on official record. Listen, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We can work. We, listen, we can work on a jacket. We can for, work let's on work it. on a jacket first. Yeah, I still wait for my jacket. Let's work on a Breaking Barriers jacket first. Yeah, um, so with the NBK work and also community schools, because both of these kind of fall under your portfolio, mm-hmm. can you talk about how actually both of those efforts actually winded up coming to Buffalo? Because I think there's a, there's a, a lot of people don't know about the the process that it took at kind of like the state level to actually get funding for those uh, those two separate initiatives. Yeah, so the nice thing for MBK is that we do have some great champions at the state education level. Uh, you know, we have a, a regent... Um, Lester Young, who has been like no joke advocate. Um, he's a strong, committed uh, brother for this work. He, he, along with some of his board, the Board of Regents, pretty much enacted uh, legislation or a policy at the, mm-hmm. at the New York State to make sure that this was a priority across New York State. The only state education department to do something on nature that there was a focus on young men of color. And when I mean by focus, it just wasn't like a policy. They actually have earmarked dollars mm-hmm. to do this. And so the work that we get supported was we we apply for these grants that get awarded to various communities across the state, mm-hmm. typically based on need of school performance and things of that nature. So we had a really large grant when we started and our grant got a little smaller because our district's doing better now. Oh, wow. So it's almost like one of those things where you struggle, like, you know, we're doing better, don't punish us because we still right. need the supports. But, um, you know, so that's kind of how New York State took apart. You know, we have another gentleman who leads the work, uh, Dr. Anel Austin. He's a great contact and he's kind of the, the, the commissioner mm-hmm. who does the work of the Board of the Regents. And so we've had a New York State convening. We've got wow. some MBK fellows in the district where not as large as the Breaking Barriers, but they're kind of our older students, our juniors and seniors, who we have uh, four of them now, and we're going to be adding, I believe, four more. And those guys kind of come down, they do some uh, networking, we do some programming, mm-hmm. we kind of do some mentoring, um, and so we do some of that work. And then the community schools is kind of similar. We were kind of um, given some dollars from the state, uh, from the 
from New York State, uh, Crystal People Spokes, who's a major champion. champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And she and Tim Kennedy, uh, Senator Tim Kennedy, mm-hmm. did a lot of work and made sure that there was an earmark of dollars strictly for community schools uh, for Buffalo because there was the belief that, and it is the right belief, that if the only way you're going to do this work is uh, a whole child kind of whole school approach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to have to start changing that community and making the school the hub for everything for the families and the kids. Of course. And the more you do that, the better outcomes you'll get with kids and the schools will start to turn around and people will start choosing them as opposed to leaving them for private schools or charter schools or things of that nature. Well, shout out to Buffalo Public Schools. You guys are killing it constantly trying to help us youth keep us in track and also keep us on the right path. Also, I saw that you had the chance to talk to Valerie Jarrett. For those of you who don't know, she was the former senior advisor for Barack Obama and she also served his full eight terms. Yeah. His eight years. So, how was that? I, I know yeah, that had so, to be empowering. Yeah, it was great. It was good. I mean, she is a powerful woman. She she wrote a book, uh, and she was kind of talking at in Kentucky Council Great City School. She was one of the presenters, and uh, you know, like again, initiative. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna get in line. I'm gonna go get a picture with this lady. You know, I'm gonna, <laughs> right. I'm gonna go out there and 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 connect with her. And so the funny thing is, like. I got a picture with Obama, and now mm. I had a picture with a senior advisor. I'm still, so, I'm still so, jealous of my wow. So it was kind of cool <laughs> to kind of have both. I even got one with Biden. But, um, you know, it was, it was powerful in the sense that, um, you know, her, her words, and I'm a father of, some, mm-hmm. of three little girls, and so hearing a strong uh, woman of color, her story, her journey, how she got into this work. She was a lawyer, and then how I ended up coming about. And actually, she brought Michelle Robinson aboard. She pulled her up and lifted wow. her, and people don't know that. And then later on, she becomes the advisor to the president. So you think about it, and then she becomes Michelle Obama, right? Mm-hmm. And so you think about how these dynamics work, you know? So one day we'll, we'll be working for you, Dwayne, and, 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 you, and you'll be lifting up. <laughs> you know? so, uh, of course. So, no, so it was powerful to hear her story, powerful to hear her journey. She had great advice mm-hmm. uh, around the work, um, you know, and, 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 it, and it's just really a cool testament to kind of hear someone who was close to the first family mm-hmm. and uh, President Obama, Michelle Obama around the dynamics there and some of the stories and some of the work. But she never felt like she worked after she was making good money as a lawyer, but she decided public service is where her heart was. And, Definitely. And uh, it just changed her life. So it was really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So recently, I saw that you were recognized by Mayor Brown as the champion in Education for Hispanic Heritage Month. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, that's, that's amazing. First of all, how did you feel about getting that recognition? Uh, well, it was a surprise. Um, I didn't know until I got like an email like, hey, show up at this time at noon. Um, oh, so they even tell you? Yeah, it was kind of like, I think they kind of purposely wanted it. They, they told us like a couple of days ahead of time. Okay. So I didn't know like I was nominated or anything. I think I right. it was like a selection committee. I think, um, you know, what I would say is it's nice to be recognized for just doing what mm-hmm. you like to do, you know? I mean, um, you don't go, you don't do this work because you're looking for awards, but when you get them, I mean, it's good to take a step back and just, you know, uh, honor that moment and then, you know, just keep doing what you got to do. So it was really cool. The mayor does some, uh, you know, he launched the MBK work here in mm-hmm. the city by making the declaration that this would be a an MBK city and, and they, we would uh, do that. So it was kind of cool to you know, have him recognize. And again, I've only been in Buffalo for four years, so it was kind of cool to know that your work's being recognized Definitely. and then people see that. And it's also cool to see some of the other colleagues that I was recognized with who are also in the district. Right. Uh, you know, Principal uh, Perez, uh, Alicia Barinas, who's a director of bilingual education. So okay. it was good to know that people within our community you know, were being recognized and doing some of that work. So yeah, great honor. Mayor Brown is, is, a, is, a, is a great leader and, and doing some good work definitely shout out to mayor brown shout out to mayor brown and his whole staff so as we wrap up 
I just want to leave you off on a good note, and I want to leave. Wait, Buffalo. wait, before we wrap, we got the new uh, edition that we're gonna do with the podcast. Remember the ten things. Oh, mm, yeah. So, okay, okay. I'm getting thrown to some new stuff. Yeah, here. yeah. yeah. New stuff. yeah. <laughs> that new news. Yeah, we kept this on the wraps. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I've been listening, so I didn't hear this ten things thing. I think actually the last two episodes. Yeah, something brand new that yeah, we yeah. actually started. So <laughs> basically, what's gonna happen is I'm gonna ask you ten things. I want you to just respond. First thing that comes to your mm. mind is your mm. is your response. All right? all right. Some of these are gonna be. Make you sure you added. Make sure you added this in case. All right. Nah. No, it's no just edits kidding. here. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna call this little section right here ten things with Annabelle Solar. All right. You ready? All right. All right. All right, so first one, favorite restaurant? Uh, favorite restaurant, uh, Duff's. Okay, okay, okay. Duff's. So okay. we actually learned a little bit, learned a little bit about you too. That I, love, I, love some chicken wings. I love some chicken wings. <laughs> All right, so I guess that takes this one out. So best wings? Oh, well, yeah, I got to go with Duff's. Uh, I got to go with Duff's. I don't know about that yeah, one. I might yeah, have to give a shot. You know, there was a spot right around the corner from Damon College, so I used to always hit up Duff's. I might have I to share give a shout out to Lennox Wings on that one. The Korean <laughs> barbecue is the bomb yeah, at Lennox. Yeah, Lennox. I got to put them on my list. Got to try them out. Uh, favorite sports team uh, Favorite sports team All time Or just favorite sports team In any sport you, be, you better be right on this one That's all I know Okay well I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an original Bulls guy So uh, Chicago Bulls Are oh. my favorite team um, And for football It would be the 49ers Okay so I know okay. The answer to this next okay. one Coming up LeBron, Kobe or Jordan uh, It's gonna always be Jordan I'm all loyal right. to the end Alright you're a ball player so Alright <laughs> right, this one I'm, I'm gonna put you in a bad spot With this one Uh-oh. Soul Uh-oh. food or, or Spanish food Oh Spanish food That's, Spanish oh. food is my soul food right. Literally right. I can I can never I can never leave my 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 culture my food I love I it it's my you. soul food okay. so what 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 soul food does to you Spanish food does to me all right, all right. Okay. Uh, favorite pizza spot mm, Imperial Imperial Pizza okay I, I'm not mad at you on that one yeah yeah uh, favorite place to visit in Buffalo mm. oh favorite place to visit in Buffalo man oh I don't know I kind of love all the city um, man that's a tough one. I would probably say that Freedom Wall. I love kind of okay. driving yeah. by. Sometimes I, when we go to performing arts, I take a little time to kind of look and, you know, kind of recognize the the history. That, that sometimes we just drive by like like nothing. All right, show a little love right there. I like that. I like that. Uh, so this one, uh, I'm a big Marvel person, so I had to throw something mm, in here, right? Mm. Black Panther, <laughs> Iron Man, or Thor? Oh. I gotta go with BP. Black Panther. I gotta go with Black okay. Panther. All right, yeah. respect. Yeah. Uh, next one is. You re- you really I'm putting you in a real tough spot. Oh, for this one. Oh, oh, Buffalo or Rochester? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Rochester will always be home, but but Buffalo is is my is my is my new home, and so uh, it's hard to choose between the both. But Buffalo has given me some opportunities that Rochester didn't, so I definitely shout out to Buffalo. All right, oh. shout out to Rochester too. All right, yeah. All right. shout out to this. <laughs> and the last one before I kick it back to Dwayne is your favorite podcast. Yeah, podcast. breaking barriers, baby. Uh, you, know you better know it. You yeah. better know it. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe, right? Yes, subscribe. subscribe. Okay. Like, share, you know yes, all that. That's, that's what's, what's up. About. Annabelle, would you want to leave us with a few words to say to the youth? Uh, sure. Um, you know, I, I guess I'll leave you with a couple things, uh, or mainly just one thing. You're going to struggle. You're going to have times where you don't, um, things don't make sense. Uh, sometimes things don't feel like they're worth doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would tell you is to just push through, do them anyway. Um, when you fall down You're going to fall down You're going to fail You're going to strike out um, Just fail forward Is kind of my theme um, That's my personal life theme You know When you We're only a mis- one mistake away from, from falling down And no matter what position We hold in this country In this world So when you do fall Get back up Pick yourself up And then you know Learn from those mistakes uh, But always fail forward So always end up In a better spot After that mistake So of my course. advice 
Of course. Thank you. Thank you, Annabelle, for coming in today. We had an awesome time with you. And thank you, Daniel, for being my co-host for today's Don't session. Why you keep trying it, man. Um, all right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Breaking Bears podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe and rate our podcast on all of the major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Our Heart Radio. And a big shout out to our partners, Say Yes Buffalo, the Greater Buffalo Racial Equity Roundtable, of course, and the Community Foundation for Greater Buffalo. We thank you and we appreciate you and we love you. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Breaking Barriers Podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you follow us on all of the streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. For more information about Breaking Barriers, visit our website at www.breakingbarriersbuffalo.org.